0: It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 170, entitled Unhappy Ending. It was recorded on Monday the 5th of July 2021. My name's Nathan Wrigley and as always I'm going to be joined by my co-host Paul Lacey but also this week we're joined by Jonathan Wald and a little bit late to the party Brian Gardner joins us as well and it's a good job he does. However I have to apologise at the start we had a bit of a technical malfunction. We don't quite know what happened but the platform that we use to stream the episode just broke down on us but fear not we got about 58 minutes in. So most of what we wanted to say we had a chance to say, but it does sort of suddenly cut out at the end. But stick around for what we did manage to get to. So for example, we talk about 5.8 and the fact that full site editing is just around the corner. We then move on move on to talk about block patterns and Brian Gardner has a brand new product called Frost, which you may be interested in hearing about. It's a collection of amazing block patterns and you're going to be able to download them soon. So we talk about that. We talk also about the fact that WordCamps and Meetups may be starting soon, but is it only going to be for people who have been thoroughly vaccinated? WooCommerce payments, what's that all about? It's rolled out to a whole new bunch of countries. Jonathan's got the lowdown about that. And then, as we were talking about 800 million user records for WordPress being leaked out onto the internet, that's where things went wrong. So that's what we've got for you this week. I hope that you enjoy it. This Week in WordPress was brought to you by A-B Split Test. Do you want to set up your A-B Split tests in record time? The new A-B Split Test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is that it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. Go check it out and get a free demo. At absplittest.com Hello, 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 hello,
1: and more helloing. How are you doing? Paul Lacey, how's it going? I'm doing good, but Nathan, where's your WordPress t-shirt? What's wrong with you dude? Oh yeah. Come on yeah. man. Oh,
0: right, okay, wait you a know. minute. Uh, reaches for sticker that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a button somewhere. There's de- oh Damn, I haven't got one. Right, that's the title of this week's episode. Where's your WordPress T-shirt? Write it down. Where's Write your down. WordPress T-shirt? Yeah, yeah. if you're if, okay, <laughs> well, dude. If you're if you're listening to this on the audio, it's because I've got this. Bland T-shirt on, and Paul Lacey's. As- it's the same T-shirt. It's the same. It, honestly, it walks itself. It, I just have to walk into it. It's like crispy around the edges. Uh, we're straying off here, aren't we? Slightly. The reason I'm saying this is because both Paul and our guest today, Jonathan, Wald, they're both wearing WordPress T-shirts, they're actually walking the walk and talking the talk. Speaking of um, speaking of Paul Lacey, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. Yeah. yeah, doing good today. Yeah, the sun is shining here, which is nice, but it's not too hot. So it's a lovely balance for English people like me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, I'm definitely feeling the heat. I'm in the attic room. You can probably yeah. tell the, the slope on the ceiling there. And we yeah. get the heat at this time of day. Normally for like nine months, 10 months, 11 months of the year, it's fine. This is the one day and I'm already starting to sweat. So forgive me if I go slightly off piste. Um, do you want to introduce our special guest I today? I
1: certainly will. Uh, we have today Jonathan Wald, who I met a couple of weeks ago, actually, on the WP Tonic panel show, which is a bit like this week in WordPress, but imagine in a kind of bizarre Twin Peaks sort of universe where everything goes sideways <laughs> a lot. And and uh, it's but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun show. And we had a lot of fun together on that. And, um, you know, with, with Spencer and, and the other Jonathan actually on that. So go check that out if you want to have a few laughs. Um Probably me and Jonathan ganging up on Spencer a little bit, I think. Um, so, yeah, we met there. And uh, what was cool as well is um, Jonathan wrote a piece um, a couple of weeks ago about the concept of uh, an, a marketplace for, for WordPress, like a plug-in marketplace for WordPress. And he wrote an article about that. And we covered that on this show and we covered it on uh, Doiputonic. But to, um, to actually read out Jonathan's uh, bio here, it's moved on. So it says here, Jonathan has been working in the WordPress ecosystem for 17 years and loves WordPress and the open <coughs> web. And in April, he wrapped up 18 months at Automatic, working with WooCommerce, and now he's working towards an app store for WordPress. So it's happening. So, Jonathan, uh, I don't know if you want to add anything to that. Welcome to the show and um, tell us about the uh, this this upgrade of I'm writing about an idea to I'm working towards it actually happening.
2: I think the key word there is towards. towards. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of parts and pieces to it, and I'll, I'll just call out at this point too. From my perspective, what's represented in that piece is me trying to do my best to articulate the benefits and trade offs of WordPress like being decentralized, and this idea that a marketplace or an app store, if you will can help mitigate some of those trade-offs. And I'll just call out that from my perspective, there's a lot of different ways that could happen. I've got some specific ideas about what I think is a good, a good approach to it happening, but what I care about most is just progress in those directions. So for instance, a number of those ideas might make even more sense to just bring to .org directly without, with or without the commercial aspect. So I, I'm pretty unattached to the specifics of how it comes about, though I do have opinions. And, and that's why for me, it's the word towards it's like, I want to see progress happen in the ecosystem one way or the other. My hypothesis is that a, a quote unquote private marketplace done right is uh, probably a faster way to get there. So, but that's, that's the, for me, the word towards it's like, all right, focus is let's get the ideas out there. Let's make progress. Let's f- figure out what's at the heart of this. And, and then how, wherever it leads uh, is where I want to see it go.
1: Are you working alone? Or you, no, uh, no, no. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I guess more yeah, you, don't, that. you don't do something like this
2: alone. Like there's, there's no. No, problem. no, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you used to work for Automatic uh, eighteen yeah. months ago. I think you left, or you worked there for eighteen months. Was yes, that
2: right? I wrapped up in April. I wrapped up eighteen months, which was <clears throat> fantastic.
1: What do you think they'll think about the idea? Um, it's a
2: uh, yeah, it's. I've talked to quite a few folks at automatic about it and yeah. uh, lots of positive feedback. Um, details matter, <laughs> right? Like in terms of how something like how something like that would work. Uh, and, and I think the general sentiment, both that I've picked up both with and uh, from inside and outside of automatic is it's very complex as a thing, right? The ecosystem is complex Like you can't, this isn't something that you just wake up and say, okay, we're going to do. Uh, It requires, at least from my perspective, a really careful understanding of the different parties that are affected by it. And ultimately what you're trying to do is, is find the most wins for the most people affected by it. So automatic in my mind is an important, like important aspect of how you pull something like this off. And to me, it would be ideal for them to be involved. The question is, What's the the best way for for all all considered?
1: Cool. So you actually think Automatic would potentially even entertain the idea of getting involved in something like yeah. that?
2: Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, one last question, Jonathan, before we uh, move on to Nathan's uh, housekeeping stuff. Do you, are you aren't you involved in a couple of podcasts as well? Am I right? about yeah. that? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Which um, Which ones is that?
2: So I will I'll come on WP Tonic when they invite me. Uh, Jonathan invited me on for a couple upcoming episodes, so we'll cause some more trouble there in the future. <laughs> I uh, I do some work with Bob Dunn on the WooCommerce Do Yay. the Woo podcast.
1: That's what I thought. Yeah, yep.
2: yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a lot of fun. I'm uh, I co-host like once a month or whenever Bob wants me on, and and uh, that, that's a lot of fun. And then I have another podcast with a good friend of mine, Luke Carbis, uh, Crossword. Uh, and that's uh that's been fun. we've done that for a couple of years now and um, yeah I, I do like podcasting as a medium, so there's,
0: yeah there's I love podcasting we um, all love it here. Yeah. I have an exciting piece of news, and that is that j- just just arrived
3: <laughs> hey <Woo-hoo>!
0: is Brian, <laughs> hey, Brian. Uh,
3: everybody can you can you guys hear me i'm yeah. trying to Use the right mic here. I uh, I am uh, extremely sorry. I for some reason I had it in my head and it was nine o'clock local time. Oh no no, no uh, and I saw Paul's uh, DM and I went and took my and I was like, oh my god, oh my god. So I, I
0: I suspect Brian that you're not using that microphone. We can hear you, but it okay. it, it I would imagine you're not. Um, if you, you but... click on the little cog wheel uh, beneath the screen and click. It'll be a sure SMV7, I'm guessing, is what it looks like. Is this not much better? That's loads better. Yeah,
1: that's really nice.
0: And uh, a consequence of you arriving is that Paul <laughs> Lacey's just decided to leave. His screen <laughs> has gone completely dark, and we're sadly let. No, his battery often runs out, so he has to go and do <laughs> some jiggery pokery, and-, and he'll be back. He's got a really posh SLR camera. There he is. And sometimes the battery needs to be swapped. It's a physical battery, you can't plug <laughs> no, it in like a USB. No, device. it wasn't
1: that. My dog just went nuts. Oh, okay. like yeah. So I just had to uh, get assorted. Okay. Um, Brian, great to meet you. I'm so glad that you are uh, you here. Sorry if we've messed up the calendar things for you there, mate. But um, no, no,
3: no, that was all me. That was all me.
1: No, you've made it much easier because our first couple of items would have been really tricky without you here because uh, I hadn't researched them enough. To not just pass it over straight to you, so I was desperately <laughs> reading the articles properly before you came on so that 's a great relief um,
0: do you want to give up do you want to give Brian a proper introduction i 'll try and i 'll yeah.
1: miss out a whole bunch of stuff so here we have Brian Gardner, who is a living piece of WordPress history really um, wow. i 'll probably get some of this wrong, but i 'm pretty sure you more or less kicked off the the concept of premium WordPress plugins or WordPress themes. You were definitely right there at the beginning of that, that whole thing. And then you founded your company, StudioPress, which is the company that created the legendary theme framework, Genesis. Uh, you sold that about two years ago to DoiP Engine. And since then, you did some different side projects. As far as I understand, you went to Starbucks quite a lot to drink a lot of coffee there and <laughs> think, think about life. Then you became a DVD recommender to me. And so thank you. You recommended me Aspen Extreme and Thrashin, which, sorry, I haven't watched yet, but I will, I will watch those and get back to them. And, um, but then more recently, you started a new uh, project called Frost WP, which we're going to come on to straight after the, uh, the first piece. We're going to segue straight into that because it seems to fit perfectly with what we're talking about there. So I've missed a lot of stuff there. But um, anything else you want to add to the mix there, Brian? Uh,
3: Most everything is right. Uh, I don't know if I am the pioneer of the premium WordPress theme market, but I was certainly one of the first to be there. So that was all right. Uh, StudioPress is right. Genesis Framework is right. uh, Legendary, uh, as it pertains to some of those things, definitely right. Uh, The... Acquisition of WP Engine, believe it or not, and this might just be because it doesn't feel like it's been this long. But we just celebrated the three-year anniversary, so uh, it's been three years, which is mind-blowing to me, given <laughs> just given how fast time goes and how almost yesterday it feels. So, um, it also reminds me that for three years I've basically been doing nothing, which is a little bit scary. Uh, hence hence the move towards uh, some sort of a monetizable situation because I realized I didn't want to do the agency thing. Uh, I was doing a little bit of agency work with some friends uh, through a line of business called Authentic. Uh, since then, I mean, I've picked up some freelance design projects here and there just because I like to do that kind of thing, and people hit me up once in a while for stuff like that. Uh, Agent Engine was probably the one little piece you missed. Uh, This is sort of the precursor to frost. Jonathan, you and I talked about that probably what six to seven, nine months, something like that. Uh, It's something that we kind of tried and um, COVID really screwed up a lot of things. Uh, The real estate technology space uh, kind of is one of them just given the market and how busy real estate agents are. None of them think they need a website because all they're doing is spending time you know, getting people into houses and reviewing offers. So, when things come around, I think things will come around, and I think re- people will realize, especially now, right? Because a lot of people lost their jobs, and so maybe they jumped into real estate because it was so hot. So, there's actually going to be an overabundance of agents, and there's going to be very little inventory, and that market's going to completely, uh, I think, flip flop very soon. So, uh, and then yes, Frost, that's the 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 big the elephant in the room, uh, at least in my life now. So.
0: We will, we will say a big hello to that elephant in just a minute, but um, mm-hmm. before we do, just a few bits of housekeeping. Pretty boring stuff, but good for us if you can manage to do it. Firstly, if you're watching this, the easiest way to watch this is wpbuilds.com forward slash live. That gives you YouTube comments, so you need to be logged into Google. Uh, If you want to comment, the other option is if you're in the Facebook group by any chance, then you would need to go to that URL there. It's chat.restream.io forward slash Facebook. Otherwise, you remain anonymous to us. That's fine. If you wish to remain anonymous, that's totally fine. But uh, just to let you know that if you want to not be anonymous, you'll need to click on a link when you get to there. Um, there is one little chat. So this is an example of it. This person, we don't know who you are because you didn't click that link. But good afternoon to you. <laughs> and Cameron, all the way in Australia. Hello again, Cameron. Nice to nice to see you. Yeah, Cameron Jones. And um, another one um hey guys facebook user i've got a sneaky suspicion it's going to be lee jackson because last week it was lee jackson uh just and it was always lee who was commenting in, in that way okay let's get stuck into it properly then good to have you jonathan and brian we've got a, a fairly large amount to get through so we'll we'll crack straight on this is our website wpbuilds.com enough of that let's get to the actual good stuff so 5.8 is just around the corner uh, we 're really close now there 's a whole this is a massive release I mean really 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 shaping up to be one of the bigger releases in the time that i 've been fretting about WordPress releases and we 're at that stage where really, if things are going to ship on time and ship in a way that works and doesn 't break everything and disappoint everybody we need to we need to get as many people eyeballing the test environment and so basically i 'm going to link to a post on the newsletter that I put out tomorrow. Um, so to get as many people involved as possible, there is um, there is some work to be done on the block widgets editor. I'm just going to basically paraphrase it onto the good stuff. Template editing mode and theme blocks, there's things to be worked on. We talked about that extensively the other week and how that's a really a, an interesting addition to core, shall we say. And we've now got what was the query block, but is now the query loop block. That's probably the most mm-hmm. exciting bit that i'm interested in because paul and i were sort of trying to build something the other day and realized this is probably what we needed um because it wasn't available uh, so anyway there's a boatload of stuff coming but we need testing to be done and if you go to the link which i'll put in the show notes then you'll be able to go and help um and mccarthy and colleagues around there um, Jonathan, yeah, having just sort of finished a stint at Automatic, it, how, how does this stuff go? Does it get really tense and, you know, get fractious around the Automatic? I was going to say offices, but that's a complete misnomer because you don't do offices. Does it get kind of tense amongst the automaticians at this time of the year? Uh, I wouldn't say so. I, one of the things that Automatic, I think, does really well is that
2: the .org team is completely separate from the rest of, of Automatic as a business, so for things like this, like Ann McCarthy, we did an episode with Anne on uh, Do the Woo back a couple episodes ago. June 10th, I think is when it aired. And where she we got into full site editing. And Anne's part of the .org team. And yeah, as far as your question about automatic... Yeah, I mean, it's just it's another release for the .org team, and they do a good job keeping it separate. If anything, they you get less favors as an Yeah, yeah just then, deliberately staying away. Yeah, 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 they make yeah. they make a point of that. I yeah. remember asking for something pretty basic uh, for the WooCommerce plugin, and. <laughs> I no names will be named, but uh, I was like, "Oh man, can like, what's going on? Can, you can't even answer some basic questions about
0: this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no names.
2: Yeah, no names. One anyway, of the um,
0: excited about one, excited about full site editing though. There's, yeah, there's... very very exciting. We've got a piece actually. The next piece that I want to just quickly come to, Paul. Did you want to say anything on that, or Brian, before I move on? Because I kind of want to get onto the block pattern bit really.
1: Well, the, the to be honest, we've talked so much about five point eight. Uh, over the last couple of weeks and months the one the main reason we put that one in there is because we're interested to uh quiz you brian a little bit about your um sort of buy-in with the uh the whole block editor experience so the other the article that was really partnered with that one is one on P. tavern which is just in padlock talking about the new header and footer block patterns coming to wordpress and how those will all work and everything and and again, we weren't going to really go into much detail with this article as well, other than, you know, it's sort of a case of how are they going to deploy it. Justin's pretty optimistic about it. He was pretty uh, deflated a bit, I think, about the full site editing release when that came out. But Justin overall, Justin Tadlock is a big fan of the block editor for sure. Um, me personally, I'm sort of totally on the fence. Depends what day of the week it is. But you can sort of see on, on you know, the future of these these header and footers that, because as, as, as I understand it, I don't think you can ship patterns with CSS, which I could be wrong about that. But my assumption on that is that, that if there was like some really popular block patterns then theme authors would probably have to make their themes compatible with that block pattern, which totally makes sense to me. Or that some of the block pattern authors would have websites with little CSS snippets that you could customize to to get them to work or partner plugins, perhaps. That's what I can see happening. Um, But unless there's anything anyone wants to say particularly about that, the thing now that you're on the show today, Brian, that we were super interested in is you're releasing this new product called Frost WP. I mean, I know what it is and Nathan knows what it is, but um, I'd like to introduce you in a minute to tell everyone else what it is all about. But the intriguing thing for me, Brian, is like you created Genesis. And to me, like Genesis was almost like the most artisan way that you could make a website. In fact, there was it was so artisan that if you were a Genesis user and you'd nailed your hooks and filters, you almost wore a t-shirt about it. You know, not you, but you, the users of Genesis were so proud that they made the websites in such a clean, coded way that that, that was something to be quite proud of. And people would look for Genesis Developers specifically because they knew their websites would be really solid if they if they went for that. So I, I wonder what your feeling is on the whole full site editing thing. Do, are, are you a opt, very optimistic about where this is going and how? How with, for instance, Frost are you trying to bring in some of that clean artisan way of doing things, but with the new things that are coming, because these new things that are coming can create absolute chaos in my opinion they could it could go you could be doing it really well or you could literally make the biggest mess in wordpress that someone wants to try and make when they're creating a website somewhere in there was a question so maybe <laughs> maybe just talk about um Frost wp and your philosophy and what you think about full site editing and patterns and all this stuff we would love to we'd love to know a bit more about that
3: Okay. Well, let me know when you need to do like a commercial break. Cause there's a lot I can say about all of this. So. <laughs> you <can have> <laughs> just do a heads up and we'll do a word from our sponsor. Uh, yeah, yeah, that all loaded, loaded, um, stuff and questions and ideas and comments. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, let me just kind of back up just a bit and just give context to the studio press sale and acquisition for, uh, that we did with WPNs. And a lot of it had to do with uh, this Gutenberg thing that was getting ready to be released. We had several lines of business and we were sort of all over the place. We had this thing called Rainmaker, which was a very um, resource heavy uh, line of business that we had. And so we just decided we we couldn't give uh, Genesis sort of what it deserved, right? We, we had had it for so long, the partners were starting to kind of want to start to do our own things, myself included. And I was like, look, there's a big thing coming in WordPress and either we need to double down and invest into it ourselves or we need to do something with it. Because I'm not going to just watch Genesis die kind of on its own. Uh, and so we decided that it was in the best interest of the community, the product, the brand, all people sort of included Uh, To go ahead and try to find someone who could uh, a a partner, uh, if you will, to come in and take over and reinvest and sort of take it and run like a baton. Uh, We did find that with WP Engine. I'm thrilled with the decision we made. They've gone above and beyond. Uh, Again, I can't believe it's been three years since um, since that acquisition. Uh, And a lot has changed and it's taken WordPress itself a long time to get to where we're at because that was three years ago when we saw the sort of on the horizon, the waves coming and here we are in full site editing still isn't completely uh, a thing. Uh, Fast forwarding to us now, like over the last three years, I've kind of paid attention to all of what was going on with WordPress. I, I, as an older mentality kind of guy, the old school thing uh, is like, well, I don't know if I have the energy to look into (laughs) what's, what's coming and. I don't know what that meant for me at the time, uh, but I was like, so I kind of, kind of purposely did like an arm's length, like observation uh, of what was going on. I never stopped building on WordPress. All of my side projects are and always will be on WordPress. Uh, and and then I was like, you know, okay, the agent engine thing I alluded to earlier, the real estate thing wasn't quite what we had hoped for. And I was like, well, I, I really do need you know <laughs> to figure out a way to make money because that's part of what we need to take care of here in our family. So. Uh, right around that time. I was like, you know, I, I love design. I love WordPress. So let me see if there's something back in that realm. Mm -hmm. At that time I read the article. uh, I think it was Justin Tedlock, who, by the way, was also one of the sort of the pioneers in the theme space way back in the day. So I have huge respect for him. Uh, You wrote an article covering the block pattern library and linked to the what was and still is sort of the the beta version of this pattern library. I'm like, I had heard about patterns and blocks, and there's a lot of vernacular kind of running around. And I'm like, you know, there's so many words being used around some theme companies or plugging WordPress companies are using their own sort of terminology, which really muddies it all. And I was like, okay, let me just click this and see what happens. And I went to the block pattern library, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of what I expected it would be. What, How does this work? And so I clicked copy. I went into a theme I had open or a website. Uh, I, hit, I went into the dashboard. I hit paste, and then, like, the block pattern just showed up relatively That's as nice. it was presented. And I was like, hmm. I was like, okay, now I understand what a pattern right. is and so functions and the ease of use it was for me to do that now I have a lot of thoughts around sort of theme agnostic repository for block patterns and then libraries that are specific for um, for certain themes we can get to that later but uh, when I saw that article and I just I spent probably 20 minutes just kind of clicking around and copying and pasting and seeing some things and what it really did was it sort of I call this like the epiphany of of where we're at now or what I'm doing now. It made sense to me now, all of where WordPress was heading and all of the steps that it's taken. And I know we're not quite there yet and things will still change, right? Because there's huge difference between where we're at today and what's going to happen in 5.9. But um, when I when I grasped, you know, philosophically and, you know, how it just came together, I was like, okay, I, I think I now know what I can do with this. And I don't think there ever needs to be... Uh, a reason to have multiple themes anymore, at least sold by or produced by um, one one company. And so I kind of took it as a challenge and I'm like, I think I can create, you know, not a framework, because it's certainly not a framework. Like, I think I can create a theme and very creatively with the use of patterns and layouts and, you know, blocks and all these things, do some cool things. And so I just started exploring and playing and sandboxing uh, and creating ideas and taking inspiration from things I saw on the internet. And so uh, when I realized that I think, you know, obviously I have a little bit of a, a following on WordPress and people on an email list. And I was like, you know, this is sort of a unfair advantage that I have that I get to potentially do this again. And of course, it's right now it's built on Genesis. It's a Genesis child theme. And so just really excited to sort of, I guess, re-enter from a product standpoint, um, the WordPress space and... I kind of do it on my own terms and in a way that I, you know, am comfortable and, you know, we'll see what happens.
0: So Frost, to be clear, it's built on top of Genesis, but it's a collection of block patterns for like a whole bunch of scenarios. So you've got them all categorized into different things that you might deploy on a typical website. But the intention is that you could build out, let's say, a landing page by just picking out the things that you, you you see it, you like the look of it, you want to use that one, you click a button, it's there on the page, you move on, do the next one, and so on. And so you've kind of done all the design work in the background and made everything look fabulous. Is that kind of it?
3: Yeah, that's really what it is. I just... Um... Rafal Tamal, who was a designer with us at Studio Press, he has a product for Figma, which is, most of us know is sort of a design prototyping tool um, used to, to build wireframes and stuff like that. Anyway, so he had, um, and I forgot to tell this part of the story because it's important. He has a product called Design Kit. And essentially what that is, is the Figma version of these like block patterns, you know, sample headers, sample hero area, sample call to actions. And he's got it in Figma so that, you know, people who are designing websites for people just grab, you know, these sections and sort of build a very quick uh, sort of top to bottom wireframe for like a landing page. And I when I saw that, I was like, you know, like that's sort of when I, I saw the the pattern thing from Tadlock and then I was thinking about Rafa I'm like, I bet if I built a sort of a library of these things, but in WordPress, now that I know you can copy and paste code, it's literally that simple. It's almost stupid simple. You can't believe that it. it actually works as easy as it does. I'm like, if you just build these little layers you know, do it in a way and then sort of export the code to make it copyable. You know, you could build what we're looking at right now on the screen and send it to a client. And, you know, literally three minutes. Um, And then, of course, you just customize the colors and photos and sort of you know expand on it to bring their brand into it. But like it's a really easy way to to prototype uh, live on the Internet. Like this is these are all like, you know, it's responsive, you know, all of that stuff. Uh, And so you could on a call build a wireframe with your client and do it within you know 20 clicks and so uh so this is the sort of the what, what i call the wireframe version the flat version of what we're doing uh, and of course from here um we're doing things like starter. that oh that's the new one i just put that in there that yesterday um so we're going to do a thing called starter sites also, which is basically these demos, these sort of one-off demos of, you know, different uh, ideas of things. Uh, if you go up like to the, uh, the menu, it's frostwp.com slash, um, I don't know, what's, what's a good one we can just showcase really quickly. Uh, what's a good one? Uh, small-business. dash Let's just do that. Uh, this is uh, an example of a starter site you know oh, that yeah, basically nice. w- with one mm-hmm. click you know it's just a creative way to display mm-hmm. patterns that's the full you know full width image it's the some text there in a column three call to action two columns and I'm like you know people do and don't need there's edge cases right where you know people really need comprehensive robust you know website solutions but most people, uh, especially with COVID, you know, they just want a quick and easy website just to put up really quickly. Um, you know, if you go to and the
1: performance as well, you know, to be fast. And yes, super, yes, super, super. I mean, this is classic Gardner design here. That's why For anyone who's only listening, you probably heard that. Ooh, noises as we brought that up because it does look beautiful. And um, so it will it always be built on Genesis? Cause Gen- isn't Genesis available for free now? Is that? Did I hear that right? I'm yeah, sure you, I heard something. Yeah, yeah which yeah. makes it kind of perfect for somebody like you to actually, whether or not you were involved in it in the beginning, obviously, and created it, to to take that and use it as your, and other people could do it, use it as their basis to create almost like this hybrid scenario where you can still have all the benefits of the hooks and filters and the child theme and the CSS file and whatever you ever you want, you know, SaaS and everything but embrace the whole block experience as well. So, I mean, that's like a, a nice balance.
3: Yeah, th- that's where we're at today, right? Because the full site editing, when it's shipped completely, sort of alters the path, right? Because a lot of the Genesis benefits, markup and hooks and filters and things like that get cannibalized by the true full site editing experience, right? Um, you know, post title, entry meta, all that kind of stuff. And so at some point in Genesis, the Studio Press team itself is building a... Um, Uh, like uh, what do they call it? The Genesis block theme, which is agnostic from the framework. So it's basically a standalone theme and they're switching over to sort of the library uh, concept. But yeah, for now, you know, there's so many people, and that the, the point you made, Paul, uh, about Genesis being free used to be the biggest point of contention for people who sold Genesis themes. Is that there was always the, well, I can't package Genesis. And so I got to tell people they got to go buy it over at Studio Press, but I'm afraid if I do that, people will go over there and buy a theme instead of the one yeah. from my shop. And there was a little bit of a disconnect, and there was really never a good method for uh, us solving for that. Uh, and so for years, uh, and I don't know how many times in conversations, or meetings that we had, I was like, guys, let's just do Genesis for free. It'll solve a lot of problems. Maybe it can even go on the repo. Maybe there's a distribution piece here that we can go. And we just we just never kind of got there or agreed to it. Uh, and so I'm thrilled to see WP Engine embrace that. In fact, they they just uh, also made local by firewall free. So there's a real right. like yeah. open source thing happening here. And of course there's strategy behind it, right? Because you know, a lot of it's built around, you know, we'll give this, you know, it's like the freemium model to, to some extent. Uh, something we never did with Genesis. but um I'm thrilled now to be able to package Genesis with this and sort of you know emulate what they're doing right now with blocks and patterns and layouts and collections and things like that. Uh, and so uh, so yeah that that's a accurate sort of assessment of of where we're at
0: It's um just to be clear it's a, this is all built in you build these things inside of the block editor um what is what is the interface like? Have you built anything proprietary or is it just you you sort of click? find reusable blocks, you just get the little kind of th- extended thumbnail, if you like, and you just drop it in. And if you like it, you keep going with it. It's nothing. Or have you got like an overlay where it shows a, you know, a, a more complete layout, anything like that?
3: Yeah, working through that now, as a, as a proof of concept, I just built a very simple plugin to literally just import patterns into the editor. Uh, like when you go to add a block, you have the option to like, add I can't remember if it's like add all or something like that, which then takes it to like a little side panel, which has tabs between blocks and patterns where you can it's the same sort of interaction that when WordPress core patterns are shipped you can go in and search for a pattern to drop in there Uh, that's sort of the very first iteration just to see if if things work as I expected them to Um, but we're working on the development now for a, a bigger experience more sort of in line with like a like a screen modal where you can you know browse bigger from a bigger real screen real estate perspective you can see more it's not just sort of in a little customizer side panel but uh you know you can search for block patterns uh there will be a tab for like starter sites where you can if you just want to go in and import the whole starter site um you can do that and there may even be a sort of an intermediary idea or concept called layouts which is just like a single page you know you know, group of, of patterns, you know, for like, Hey, maybe I need to build just a landing page. So, you know, I don't need a whole starter site, but maybe I, maybe there's, you know, some, some layout, like one page layout things. And so that'll be sort of the interaction uh, where you would literally just go into the editor and say, Hey, I want to build this layout. I'm going to click this icon, which pops open the modal and I want to select the one and then it'll just drop it all in there and then you can tweak it from there.
0: Yeah if you've um if you've not played with block patterns and I'm sure that there's quite a few people holding out <laughs> against the uh, the whole gutenberg thing it's such a great initiative just the idea of being able to squirrel stuff away and download it from somewhere else and it's so fast you just click the button and boom there it is and it just it's this is such a neat idea i keep keep stumbling across things that i didn't expect to come out of gutenberg and like reusable patterns as a as a business i didn't see that coming and yet here we are people have people have got these you know great ideas selling selling these packs where do we where do we find it let's just get the url in people's heads frostwp.com uh, Frost, uh,
3: fr- yeah frostwp.com you know and i'm slowly and iteratively sort of moving out the website as like progressive things happen uh that allow me to open the website like the whole landing page that you see there now rolled out, I think, early last week. And so, you know, keep checking back. At the bottom of that is an opt-in form, which allows you to sign up for, you know, Frost News and also to get access to the very soon-to-be-released special introductory pricing that we're going to have. We're going to introduce sort of like a a beta pilot group, sort of, you know, early adopters help flesh out some things and work through some things, and that'll be like an early lock-in uh you know substantially you know lower rate than than it'll be normally but
0: okay so we're on the we're on the 5th of july now not to put you on the spot or anything do you see that being a week two weeks a month or
3: uh i know for a fact that frost 1.0 in its ready state won't be ready until 5.8 just because as we talked about and can continue to talk about there's a lot of things in there that i think uh, i want to account for. And I want that to release. I want to make sure there's a little bit of time to make sure things that we take advantage of are there. Uh, but in the meantime, so like probably within like a week or two, uh, I would think that the sort of early adopter will be able to go in and, you know, sign up and start really accessing things. We're just tightening up the the, the bits of the, the plugin right now, the library plugin. So. Um,
0: okay. So go check it out. Um, hmm. It's at frostwp.com and keep checking back. Week or so from now, you'll be able to to You're actually. You're getting make... some
1: nice compliments as well, Brian. Uh, I know, uh...
0: Lee. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 make use of this button here. <laughs> one on. um, Lee Jackson, <laughs> Brian is royalty, all in capital letters. I might I might be fanboying <laughs> right now. He says that's uh, really cool. Okay. Nice to see David von Gries. David is the, yep. uh, the 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 guy behind the Page Builder framework. So really nice to have you on. Hey guys. Oh, I see. You were the one of the anonymous ones earlier, as that's was right. Rick. So nice to have you with us, Rick, as well. And uh, Lee, helpfully post in the URL for the mm. people in the comments. Um, Jonathan and Paul, I don't want to pass up the opportunity for you to give commentary on what um, what Brian's just told us. So floor is yours if you want
2: to talk. Uh,
1: Jonathan, you go. If you... Yeah, I got a
2: couple of thoughts on this. First, I want to just call back to the full site editing and testing. One of the things I loved about your narrative there, Brian, was that you kind of got in and began to play with it. And that's where you saw the opportunity. And I just just want to encourage folks in general, like if you haven't gone in and played with some of these things, like for your example being a good one, you never know what ideas might come to mind. The other thing I want to point out is that it's sometimes easy to assume, like with the call for testing that, oh, lots of other people are doing it.
1: Mm.
2: No, that's not the case. There is a fantastic opportunity right now at this sort of stage and WordPress is evolving to give input and feedback and have quite a bit of influence yeah. And I, and this is something that I guess I just see this. I've seen this as a, a thread over the years in WordPress. Yeah. WordPress is huge. There's a lot of people that are involved yet. It's still a, a relatively small group of people that are giving the input. And what I love about what Ann and the, and the rest of the folks are doing there is that they are going out and they're draw, working hard to bring in as much input and perspective as possible to represent the you know the majority using WordPress and even as they do that there's so much opportunity right now to help shape the future of what's happening. So I'm super excited with what you're doing here, Brian, and uh, it's it's going to be interesting because initiatives like this to me are examples of what bring together the best of like it it's it's it, it's um, the work a lot of the work that's going into Gutenberg. It's like let's get the technology right. Let's get some key pieces of this right. We don't really know where this is going to go. I'm being a little ungenerous in that. But there's I think there's this degree to which we don't know what the applications are going to be yet. And it's things like Frost that become great examples of what brings it all together. Brian, I'm I'm really curious to hear your thoughts if if there's anything that you can say at this point on business model. Like how are you thinking about the business model for Frost?
3: Uh yeah, I'm I'm always a Authentic and full transparency guy, and uh, we're going to have two licenses. We, I don't. I believe in simplicity. I don't believe in a tiered system of one through five, six through ten. I, like it's it's an administrative nightmare, and it really defeats the purpose of like a product being served for two different types of people. So we're going to have like a single a single site license, and it, there's going to be an unlimited site license. We assume people will see starter sites. Maybe they're a food blogger, and they're like, "Hey, I just want it for my one site, and that's it." Right. So th- we shouldn't charge them. Three hundred dollars a year for something like that, and then there's the other set of people who are building WordPress sites. Whether it's a person who has you know a handful of their own personal sites, or they use it as a business, and at that point, whether it's two, five, six, ten, a hundred, I'm like, okay, just it's unlimited, right? You know, and it's going to be something it. you know around yeah. three hundred dollars yeah. a year, which is which is peanuts. It sounds like a lot of money, but it's peanuts. If Frost saves one, two, maybe three hours, depending on what your rate is you know, per year, the ROI is, is insane. And, you know, we've heard for a decade now, how many people who I still get on shows and they're like, man, I bought pro plus at studio press when it was $199 or, you know, I donated to your breast cancer walk and I've used it and built 800 sites with it. And it cost me nothing, you know, like I feel very secure in what we're building and how it's going to help people. And I feel like our pricing model. So we're going to do, and this is the one difference between studio press back in the day. And I remember uh, in the acquisition article, <laughs> the acquisition article, uh, I was asked what is the one regret you had over the years, and it wasn't really a regret. Uh, I regretted that we never changed it. The decision back in the day to do transactional pricing was what it was, and then of course plugins came around and WooCommerce, and everyone was like, "Oh, hey, we're going to make money every year on the same people," and I was like, "Wow, that's a really smart thing to do." <laughs> uh, I think it was elegant themes. I think Nick did some like nine dollars a year thing, but he had like a hundred thousand people, and I started doing the math. and I'm like. Yeah, I, yeah. I was like, yeah. I screwed that one up. So, so yes, yeah, so this will be an annual thing, as it should be, as everything in our world is now. So, uh, except for Gen- well, Genesis is now too. But uh, so yeah, so I, that's cool. this specific around Frost. It's going to be you know access to the the library of patterns and starter sites and stuff like that. So uh, the value for sure is going to be there.
1: Awesome, mm. Paul. The, the last thing I just got to say on this is uh, to segue nicely and stylishly into the next one uh brian is back but there's something else that's back and it is going to be in-person meetups nathan i don't know if we just want to say that they're coming back and there's some new rules and skip to the next one uh for time and stuff yeah um... i
0: don't want i don't want this to not happen but i just also don't want to what's the expression when you you sort of say something something about carts and horses and uh, I kind of feel like I don't really want to announce to the rest of the world that we're thinking about going back in person. I really, really, really miss going to WordCamps and events. Yes. And I want yeah. it to happen with every fiber of my being. But I also don't want people to be put in, uh, in jeopardy. And I also don't want organizers to sort of take the weight of putting any of this stuff on and then feeling like it's their responsibility if, I don't know, things have to be cancelled or people get sick or whatever. But this is great. Uh, Andrea Middleton has put this piece together, In-Person Meetups, Events for Vaccinated Community Members. Of course, this we never get into health or politics or anything, but here we are. This is what we're going to talk about for the next moment or two. This is a very peculiar situation because we are asking people to be truly honest, what you know, you show up to a word camp. Normally, it's like, did you pay? Yes. What's your name? Okay. Here's a tabard. Uh, now it's like, did you pay? Yes. Did you have two vaccines? Uh, yes. Did you really have two vaccines? Uh, You're not yeah. allowed to ask that. <laughs> no, exactly. This is, yeah, exactly. this is the
1: rule. This is the this is the thing they've probably got to work out because, and it's it's a difficult thing for them to work out, isn't it? That, <sighs> like, we're we're aware from a few organisers who have spoken to us and said. This is all great, uh, but basically, it turns out that the the you know you, to go to one of the events you need to be double vaccinated. But the organizers have been told you mustn't ask the people for official proof of that. It needs to just be an honor system, which is kind of like yeah, that that's really nice, and as long as everyone is obeying the rules. But if you are someone who is you know vulnerable to something like COVID, and you are going to an event on the basis that you have to trust everyone there read the rules because some people just don't even read the yeah. stuff they're just like i want to go to that event i'm not going to read any of the stuff i'm just turning up and so they might be in complete good faith just turning up no one asks them anything and and someone else there who had read all the rules and was like okay hopefully everyone is, is you know playing by the rules is is unnecessarily at risk for instance now, so that's that's the thing. I don't think it's a massive story. I think that basically the, that this comes out in the wash, that all the organizers are going to go, hang on a minute. This is difficult, and it will get sorted out some way. But I'll be interested to see what the outcome is about the rules. I don't know if you guys, uh, Jonathan and Brian, um, went to a lot of WordCamps. Um, me and Nathan went to a few and a few meetups and stuff like that. And so we're definitely missing them.
2: I'll, I'll jump in on this. <clears throat> I've got, uh, so having worked at WooCommerce and focused on community, I have a, a lot of recent context for meetups and events. <laughs> One of the, uh, I, I started uh, a new WooCommerce meetup shortly after I joined a few months in, and uh, it was like on a Monday or something. And then by the end of that week, I had published the announcement that we were uh, switching away from all in-person meetups like the first no. one had been in so it was like right in that march time frame where it's like oh we weren't sure and uh this, so this is this is complex uh, i'm I, I love andrea she does fantastic work and i i really appreciate how she handles situations like this and part of the complexity is it's early on she alludes to like the local guidelines right and right it, WordPress, we can forget this sometimes. We'll have our own context and perspective from our own local community. It can be very different. And it is, in fact, very different all around the world. So, yeah, this is tricky. I find it fascinating. I like the approach that she's taking here. Um, And and when I say she, obviously, a lot of folks have gone into this. There's a lot of input and feedback. A lot of folks are involved and... Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a challenging thing. There's a tension there, right? About trust, and uh, and then there's like what I would be comfortable with, what you're comfortable with, right? And right. It's the, the, uh, la-
0: the last thing I want is for anybody in a position of organizing this stuff to feel like it's up to them, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Right, but right. You just want people to, in good faith, show up. You know, if they're the rules, please stick to the rules. But also, you can just imagine how anxious that would be if you are organising this. Mm. Just let's just pray that nobody has a problem whilst they're here. Because
1: yeah, I think those guidelines need just a bit of clarification. On you have option one or option B, and how you can be completely transparent about that. You know, and I think then then it then it'd be okay. And we've had a couple of comments that. It sh- you know, uh, Cameron is saying it should be down to the local governing bodies and the local laws and that kind of stuff. But it's just, uh, I mean, all I've got to say about it, I'm looking forward for them to come back. Personally, Yeah, I'm not generally classed as an at-risk person, so, and I will be double vaccinated as of, as of this coming Saturday. So I, I'm just on a personal level, just looking forward to going and making some new friends again in the Yay. real world and sharing knowledge and listening to what other people have got to say again. Can't wait. Yeah. So
3: Brian, any thoughts? Uh, I just basically echo what everybody said. You know, I, I started to resume attending word camps within the last couple of years, just because uh, I hate to fly. So it's always been tough to go to the ones I want to go to just because I don't like to fly. Uh, And so like the Work Camp US ones being in Nashville and St. Louis have been like awesome because I was able to drive time to those. Uh, I'm looking forward to them, you know, again, I, I, a little on the camp of Cameron as it comes to, you know, the local governing bodies and that we're all adults and that people just need to, you know, make their own decisions. And and I guess it's just, you know,
2: part of the challenge with the job that Andrea has here is that she's... uh, I feel fairly certain that she's getting input from folks who are very concerned about this, right? Right? Like, Oh, they want to get back to this. Oh, what do we do about this? What do we do about that? Should we require? And and so part of the, I see a strongness in the message, like, no, you know, yes, this is our recommendation that if that, you know, this is for fully vaccinated folks and no, you can't require anyone to tell you whether they were or not. And she's coming down really strong on that. And I, I would say there might even be a majority of organizers who are, fine with it, or that, that you know, aren't, aren't too bothered, they're going to follow local guidelines, they're going to resume, or they're not going to resume. Yet, you know, all of the folks matter. And there's some who are really concerned. And this is laying it out like, hey, this is how to approach this, this is what you can't do. And I, I always appreciate the lengths that Andrew
0: will go to, to make things as clear as possible. So I'm curious to see.
2: How yeah, you know, that's a, that's
0: evolve. a really good point, at least Thought is being applied because over here we yeah. have the Euros uh football uh, soccer tournament and yeah. uh the Wembley Stadium, which is our great big stadium. I think there's gonna be like sixty, sixty thousand people 000. all yeah. just yelling and shouting and having a real great <laughs> time of it. That's that's this Wednesday, so you know, maybe maybe we can just see how that goes and <laughs> not, not worry quite so much about our fifty yeah. person meetup, but uh yeah, curious. Curious. Um, I feel the next one is right in Jonathan's wheelhouse. And to be honest with you, Paul and I kind of I think we misjudged what this article actually meant when we looked at it the first time a little while ago. This is this is over on the WooCommerce side of things. Oh, yeah. So we've got an article entitled WooCommerce Payments. And um, as I was reading it, I I was thinking they've just they've they've done Stripe, but that's not it, right? Um, I just well, I was reading this and I was thinking they've just taken Stripe out the equation, and you've now got WooCommerce acting as a payment gateway. But I don't think that's it, Jonathan. Do, do, do yeah. you know anything about? This? Are you able to explain this to me? Um, <laughs> sure, I'll tell yeah. you where I'll tell you where I'm at. I'll tell you Please. what I think we're looking at. You link this up to your Stripe account. Uh, you link your WooCommerce. I don't use WooCommerce, just to be clear. Link WooCommerce up to your Stripe account, and then they just take all of the friction out. Everything's done kind of for you in an easy-to-read way. You don't have to worry so much. Refunds and everything can be taken care of in a much more straightforward way. But I could
1: be wrong. Can I, yeah, can a- I play a game and and see and see if any of us are right and say, well, my version is that I understand is that you don't link it to your Stripe account. You kind of get a almost like a Secret Stripe account as part of via WooCommerce, but oh, you Jonathan, said it, said it yeah. so much better than me. Oh. Who's Jonathan? <laughs> None of us.
2: Yeah, no, that that's that's much closer, Paul. Uh, nice try, Nathan. <laughs> 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 so WooCommerce Payments has been out for a bit. Uh, it's it's a super interesting play. I'm am a big fan of it for a few different reasons. And so what WooCommerce Payments is is yeah, as as Paul described, it's. Uh, Kind of, I would describe it as a, a bit of like a, a wrapper over Stripe. So, Stripe, if you think about what Stripe is and what they're doing, like they're in the infrastructure, like payments infrastructure business, right? Like you can install Stripe directly. It, it's always been developer focused. And a lot of folks will install Stripe themselves as end users, and that works fairly well. But it's, you know, that wasn't the intended experience, right? Like you're connecting API keys and kind of doing all right, this stuff. Right. WooCommerce payments, um, they, WooCommerce has a direct partnership with Stripe and they basically said, all right, we're going to take the infrastructure that you provide and we're going to build an integrated experience on top of that. That's specific for WooCommerce. And uh, I think, so it's interesting as it is, like there's a lot of cool stuff that it does. Uh, it's it already has some great promise today. What I get more excited about is the future potential here. I, I would love to see WooCommerce to position their payments offering more and more as time goes on as their own like services layer infrastructure that others could build on top of. Like, what does it look like for developers to be able to build experiences that leverage WooCommerce payments? internally and uh, for instance to build a a theme that uh, has some great blocks focused on payments and to not anticipate that you need this whole monolithic like WooCommerce setup or like maybe something really simple and to be able to just leverage WooCommerce payments as an offering that has you know it's great infrastructure it offers um, all the other things on top of it you could offer Apple Pay, Android Pay or Google Pay whatever they call it these days. So it's 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 going to be interesting to see how that evolves. I and mean, from a business model perspective, no, no, I'm no longer at uh, WooCommerce and Automatic. Let's call it my bias here. Uh, I I don't I don't think the marketplace is, from an ideal perspective, the current WooCommerce marketplace is too long for this world in terms of its model and how it approaches things. I think there's a lot of opportunity there. But when I just take a step back from a business perspective, I think WooCommerce payments is very much the future for Woo in terms of alignment with value for the customer and the opportunity to to have it as a, as a this services layer that you could build on top of. So it's interesting what's there today. They've just recently expanded to a few new countries because it that's, was US
0: only. That's the bit that I'm highlighting on the screen. So we've now yep. got... Not only the US, we've got Canada, the United Kingdom, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, France, quite a lot, Italy, Spain, and Germany all able to make use of that. And that's really what the... I'll I'll just add a
2: piece of nuance to this, though, that for anyone curious, like this is not just a wrapper on top of it. It is a full, like WooCommerce payments, like they're owning this from a customer support perspective, like the integration experience. So it's like Stripe is the backend technology,
0: but, but it is
2: like... For all intents and purposes, like it's a WooCommerce product.
0: Is there any reason? Oh, Brian's left. He left him. Oh, and I think he's back. There we go. Let's pop him back in. <laughs> um, is there any reason, Jonathan, or Brian, or Paul, um, why why automatic WooCommerce, let's say, wouldn't want to have complete control of that experience? So in, instead of having to go to in a roundabout way and create a Stripe account on your behalf, if you like. Is there, is there any scope, do you think, in the future that Automatic will will do that all themselves and take their 1.4, 2.9, whatever it is, percent? Uh, there's not a good reason for that. I mean, Stripe mm. is specifically
2: in the infrastructure business, right? Like, they're, they're solving a lot of the tough problems. Stripe... And WooCommerce, from my perspective, is just a fantastic partnership. Stripe and Automatic working together—like this—is what Stripe wants to do. Like they want to be in this business of, hey, we're gonna we're gonna build all the tools, we're gonna solve all the hard problems at the infrastructure layer, and we want applications on top of it. Um, there, there's just no real incentive that for the end user it's transparent. So, yeah, yeah. what you thought, Nathan, it it is—you know—you install it, you'll see Stripe referenced, but in passing. Like it's all the setup process. Everything is within the WordPress dashboard, and you know once you've got it installed, like you're doing everything inside of WordPress and WooCommerce. So I think that's only going to become more prominent.
0: Yeah. So if you're in one of those, I don't know what is that ten countries,
3: uh, you can you can take take advantage of this.